When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Thursday, April 6th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, the Guardians uh, come back once again on Wednesday on Getaway Day in Oakland. Uh, they beat the A's uh, and 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 really, uh, you know, wrap up their road trip at five and two. Uh, win another extra inning game. They get uh, just what they needed out of rookie Hunter Gaddis in terms of uh, you know the innings that he needed to provide to, to sort of save the bullpen there. And uh, they get some some, uh, you know, clutch help from uh, some unexpected sources. Yeah, Joe, just a, a great start by Gaddis. Six scoreless innings. You know, he looked like a completely different pitcher than the guy we saw against uh, Seattle in the second game of the season. Um, then, uh, you know, they uh, <laughs> it's it's, you know, a scoreless game. They finally break through and then take a tune up and lead on. Cam Gallagher's double. Then uh, Andres uh, Jimenez drives in a couple more runs. Uh, the next inning, they're they're off comfortably for nothing. You think uh, they're already bordering the uh, charter flight and having a cold drink, and uh, bang, uh, uh, Oakland comes back on them. Yeah, and and that was uh, sort of the uh, you know we hadn't seen uh, the bullpen sort of falter like that, with the exception of uh, the one game where uh, um, where Karachak had given up the uh, the lead in the opener, and uh, you know Classe had had, uh, had blown a save earlier in the the series. But uh, Tim Heron came out and uh, for the first time uh, looked human uh, in in his three outings. Uh, as the first time you know a rookie comes out and uh, you know it looked like he had Jesus Aguilar struck out with uh, a, a pitch earlier in the count. Uh, Aguilar battles a twelve pitch at bat, really just an epic. Uh, sort of back and forth there, fouling off pitches. And then he, uh, Heron finally makes a mistake and hangs one up there, and, and Aguilar uh, hit it a long way for a, a game-tying home run. Yeah, Joe, you know, that's the first home run I've seen Aguilar hit that uh, that meant something. You know, as, it, it, as, an, as a Cleveland player or against, you know, the Cle- against Cleveland, uh, you know, this is a guy that hit like, I don't know, he, he almost hit like uh, 100 home runs in the minors with Cleveland and, uh, you know, just really didn't get a shot with Cleveland. Uh, you know, he's gone on and, you know, had a good career. He was an all-star in Milwaukee. Now he's kind of a veteran guy. 
you know, uh, and he did just what you're supposed to do. But it was a great, you're right, Joe, 12 pitches, uh, you know, Heron, uh, you know, <laughs> he kept throwing the slider and the cutter. And, uh, you know, Aguilar just kept following it off. And finally, you know, he made a mistake and, you know, that it tied the ball game up. But uh, Cleveland wasn't done. Yeah, and and that was, uh, you know, they get into the late innings, and I think this is a, a ball club that right now feels uh, feels comfortable in the ninth, tenth inning. Uh, that they're 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 confident. They they never think that they're uh, they're not going to win uh, in, in that position. Uh, they they come up in the in the tenth, and uh, you know the the bottom of the order uh, again, once again, makes things happen. Yeah, you know they are really, uh, you know. They are really like they're built for this these moments. I think yeah, they're 13 and six in extra innings last year. They're they're three and zero oh in uh, this year out of seven games. You know, the, the, with the, the the new rules, you know, with the automatic runner on second base in extra innings, you know, it, it kind of plays right into their hands. You know, so Jimenez is the uh, extra runner. I mean, the automatic runner on second base. You know. Straws the next hitter. He walks. Uh, there's a wild pitch. Then, uh, you know, uh, Will Brennan and just a great at bat for a rookie, you know, puts the ball in play, scores, you know, on a ground ball, scores uh, Jimenez. And I'm still not sure why Oakland was playing back on that. Did, maybe they were playing for the double play. I, I'm not sure. But, you know, because he, he, the shortstop was deep. And uh, right. if, he's play, if he's playing in, you know, he's got a chance to throw him out at the plate. But. But, uh, you know, so, okay, you know, that, so they go up by a run and then Quan, you know, just, you know, he's like, you know, that, that situation is ideal for him. He's, he's a contact guy, you know, he gets jammed and then he just kind of a broken bat shot over the shortstop. And, you know, that's the two runs you need. Yeah. If you're the defense and you see Stephen Quan at the plate in, in that exact situation, he's done it so many times. How are you not just playing your, uh, your left fielder? basically all the way in and playing for that line drive <laughs> shot, because you know exactly where that ball is going. You know that it's going to be a, a, a cue shot to the left side. Uh, and that's exactly what Quan was able to do. Uh, he's had just a, an amazing first week of the season uh, driving in runs and, you know, putting the ball in play. And, and even if the, you know, the, the, the batting average is still up around 300, but uh, you know, even if he's, he's not, uh, you know, collecting as many hits or whatever, he's doing things in his at bats to, to help the rest of his teammates and, 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 you know, working his, uh, his counts and, and he's just been really good. Uh, but, uh, the guy you mentioned in there is, is Miles Straw in the eighth inning, Miles Straw, uh, after that Jesus Aguilar home run had tied the game and, you know, the, the guardians could have been a little shell shocked there. Uh, Heron gives up another long drive to, uh, Seth Brown. And, uh, it was, uh, it was Miles Straw coming to the rescue, with a, a leaping catch against the wall in center field to, to take away extra bases. Uh, this is a guy who, who always plays gold glove defense in center field. Uh, but now you're seeing what the, the guardians had hoped they were getting when they signed him to the extension at the beginning of, the, of, of last season, uh, a guy who's playing defense, running the bases like a madman and, and getting on base and, you know, hitting the ball. He's, he's, he's got a 500 on base percentage right now. Yeah. He's uh, you know, he's like, 
he's he, like uh, like Hunter Gaddis yesterday. Uh, you know, Miles Straw looks like a different guy, Joe. Like you said, he's walking, he's getting on base, and not only is he getting on base, he's stealing bases, and he's he plays such an important role. You know, in the nine or eight spot. You know, he connects the bottom of the order to the top of the order to Quan and uh, just, uh, you know, those two really work well together, um, you know, offensively. You know, they kind of feed off each other and defensively as well. But offensively, Joe, you know, you, you've got like a second leadoff hitter now at the bottom of that lineup. And, you know, he's doing what they wanted him to do last year. And uh, he's just off to a great start. But I guess we got to remember, you know, he, he got off to a good start last year as well. So we'll have to see if he can carry this, how long he can carry it. Yeah, that's that's going to be the key is can he sustain this? Because uh, you're right, his his month of April last year was was really good as well. And then he sort of fell off. Uh, but if you look back and you look at 2021 miles straw, he was elite when it comes to commanding the strike zone and controlling uh, the strike zone, drawing walks, getting on base, and and being able to to be effective that way. Uh, it was it was when he put the ball in play last year that he wasn't getting hard contact, that he wasn't, you know, hitting his pitch. Uh, it was almost like he was being a little too patient last year, and and Guardians coaches wanted him to be a little more aggressive and swing early in the count if he if if he had the opportunity to. Uh, that's all paying off right now. He's the, the balls just, uh, you know, are, are landing right now. And, you know, he's, he's leading the league in stolen bases. And, uh, he's one of the reasons why the guardians are what 10 out of 12, uh, their first, uh, you know, 12 steal attempts this year, uh, second in the league to, I believe Baltimore, uh, on stolen base attempts. Yeah, they are really, they're the new rules, you know, have really, you know, ex accentuated you know their game you know especially on the bases where you see them you know they're they're you know they're 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 really they joe they put pressure on 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 teams you know for five innings they didn't do anything uh in in the first you know uh yesterday but you know they always had base runners on they always you know they were always pushing oakland you know even you know the like in the third uh quan and rosario draw walks you know Ramirez almost hits one out of the park, uh, but they go down. The next two guys go down. But, you know, I think you, you, the, the the harder you pressure a team and the longer you do it, you know, the, the cracks start to show. And I think that's why, you know, they're so dangerous in, when they get in late, you know, in late game situations. Because you because they've already worn down, not just the starter, but you're into the bullpen. And, and you've got uh, they make the, the opposing team's pitching staff put themselves in high leverage situations earlier in games and, and longer in games than, than most teams do. Like you said, they, they went five innings without really doing much, but, but in that time there was traffic. There were times when uh, those pitchers had to focus in and lock in and, and they'll tell you it's, it's, it's much different when you got one, two, three innings and uh, you're getting early outs in the count and those kinds of things. Uh, much like Hunter Gaddis was, and much like Xavier Curry was uh, earlier this week, um, it, the the different kind of pressure that's faced by those pitchers it it pays off late in games, and like you said, that's why they're they're as effective as they are in extra innings and in in late and close games. What's their uh, th- their winning percentage in in one run games over the last like two or three years is is off the charts. So um, yeah, it's a, it, it's. For people who think that the only fun way to watch baseball games is if you if you see three four home runs in a game and a 
you know, all sorts of extra base hits. Uh, this death by a thousand paper cuts uh, kind of offense is is really more effective, it, it seems. Yeah, and they, you know, they not only pressure the pitcher, Joe, they pressure the, you know, the opposing team's defense. You know, infielders have to be feel like with their speed, they've got to be a little quicker with throws or, you know, getting to balls. And that's where errors happen. And that's where uh, Cleveland can take advantage of that. Yeah, what's uh, what's Tito always say? The ball better be where it needs to be, otherwise there's gonna you, you know you're gonna be in trouble. Uh, and that's what he says when they're when they're playing good teams. Uh, it, it, when you t- can take advantage of a, a team like Oakland by by knowing that sometimes that ball's not gonna be where it needs to be. Uh, and a good example, like you said, was why the why were the uh, the A's playing back on that uh, that ground ball by uh, by by Will Brennan uh, in the tenth inning? That just it doesn't make sense. So. Uh, yeah, it, it, for as good as Miles Straw has been, for as good as Stephen Kwan has been, uh, struggles for Josh Bell in his first week with the Guardians. Uh, does it look like Bell is trying to do too much? You know, Joe, I <laughs> I talked to him before the Oakland series, and, you know, he had drawn, I think he was leading the American League in walks with six walks. And, I, you know, I was just talking to him about that. And, uh, you know, I don't know if I put the hex on him or not, but the very the very next game or that night, I think he went over for five. He had a sacrifice fly. But, you know, and then uh, Tito said, you need a day off. And he had a, had a day. You know, he, he took uh, the middle game of the series off and he came back yesterday, kind of got, you know, banged a hit off the pitcher to break an 0 for 17. So hopefully that gets him going. But, yeah, he looks like uh, he might be trying to do too much too early a little bit and maybe you know he's caught in between he's you know he's being patient and he has a history of walks but you know he's he's also uh, he's also got that thing in the back of his head I'm sure that they they assign me to hit home runs they sign me to drive in runs and you know he's usually a patient hitter but right now he kind of went out of the strike zone you know that that first game in Oakland and uh, that's not like him yeah not like him uh to to do that but uh you know, I, I just think his presence uh, is going to help and, and pay off in the long run. I don't think we're going to be talking about this in uh, in June or July. I think uh, you know he'll he'll find his his groove and get back in. Uh, but but right now, yeah, it's a struggle. Uh, uh, maybe maybe getting home and, and getting settled and getting acclimated in uh, in the the home environment might be beneficial for him as well. A little more relaxed at the plate uh, in in front of the home crowd come Friday. Uh, as far as uh, the the pitching staff, uh, we talked about Hunter Gaddis and, and what he gave. Uh, the really the the starters uh, had uh, you know an up and down first uh, you know time and a half through the rotation there. Um, what are we expecting as they they come home and settle in, and, and can we expect the same out of Aaron Savali for the home opener on Friday? Yes, yeah, Savali, you know, was great. Uh, you know, Saturday, uh, April first on. Uh, against Seattle, seven scoreless innings, you know, really looked uh, in control there, Joe. Uh, that's the best we've seen him look, you know, since 2021. You know, I know he's excited about pitching the, the home opener. You know, he's got kind of a new attitude. Uh, you know, he's going to enjoy baseball. He's going to enjoy the game again. You know, no matter what the results, he's just going to appreciate playing. And we'll have to see how that, that if that helps him, you know, get through this season because, the last two years, I, I don't think were very enjoyable for, for Aaron. Uh, you know, just all those injuries, you know, he wasn't on the field. He couldn't get on the field as much as he wanted to. 
So, uh, you know, he's off to a good start. He had a good spring, and, you know, he was dynamite against the Mariners on uh, last week at uh, T-Mobile Park. Yeah. Uh, all right. We've got uh, a lot going on uh, back here uh, in terms of uh, getting ready for opening day. Uh, want to uh, take a second here just to mention Subtext, our subscription service uh, uh, from, uh, you know, Hoinsey and myself. Uh, if you sign up on cleveland.com slash subtext, uh, $3.99 a month to subscribe and you get uh, basically every uh, behind the scenes, uh, you know, note that we can come up with. Uh, from opening day, from the first road trip, uh, we text you and you can text back and forth with us. It's also the best way to get uh, your Hey Hoinsey questions answered every week and, and really just uh, interact with us uh, throughout the season. Uh, it's a great time to sign up because you've got uh, six more months of baseball, hopefully, uh, uh, going on uh, coming forward. So uh, yeah, sign up for... Hey, Joe, Joe, subtext rules. I mean, I, I ran into a one of our subscribers today at the airport at, oh. at O'Hara in Chicago, he came up to me and said, you know, he's, he's been on our zoom calls and he said, he loved the, uh, loved the, uh, you know, the, uh, the love, love subtext. He loved what we give him and it really keeps him in touch with the ball club. Uh, Cleveland.com slash subtext or send a message to 216-208-4346 to subscribe 399 a month. Uh, we look forward to, to interacting with all of you guys there. Uh, hey, uh, the Guardians have released uh, several uh, more details uh, about things going on with uh, opening day. Um, you know, we talked about the, uh, the first pitch is going to be Travis Kelsey, and they're going to honor John Adams with the uh, the patch and the moment of silence for John Adams and uh, Gaylord Perry. Uh, they've also got a new hype video uh, that they just released. Uh, rapper Kid Cudi, uh, he's a native of Shaker Heights and he's, uh, come out with a, uh, a video that they, they're playing on all their social media channels, uh, with his, um, song, The Pursuit of Happiness is the, the soundtrack there. Uh, big kid, big kid, are you a big Kid Cudi fan, Hoinsey? <laughs> I'm going to, that's probably a no, right? Yeah, yeah. I know. Well, nothing against Kid, Kid Cuddy. I'm sure he's he's very talented, but no, I, I'm I'm not. I uh, maybe I'll have to listen. Maybe I'll be a fan. More of a George Strait fan, right? Is that uh, no? Uh, <laughs> Kid, uh, I'll tell you what. I, I did watch the video. It's uh, it, it's it gets you excited for opening day. A lot of a lot of great images and a lot of great uh, great sounds there. Uh, also, uh, if you're in the viewing mood. Uh, they, Major League Baseball Network, MLB Network announced that uh, they've got a new documentary coming out uh, featuring Terry Francona uh, and and maybe a couple of uh, other players and executives and maybe a sports writer or two that they talked to. Uh, a, a Tito Francona documentary uh, from Major League Baseball Network will premiere uh, at 8 o'clock on April 23rd. Uh, Tito, the Terry Francona story. Uh, Chris Antonetti, a bunch of players, a uh, bunch of coaches. Uh, I believe, did they talk to you back at, uh, at yeah, Guards Fest? I think they did, Joe. I forgot about that. I'm, uh, yeah, yeah, God, I, I can't well, remember what I said. I hope I didn't, well, I hope I didn't said, rip Gene off. <laughs> if you said anything that was worth it, you know, maybe they, maybe they included you in the documentary. We, 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 <laughs> now I got an, an extra reason to tune in is to see Hoinsey. I mean, that, that, that'll be great. Uh, My best yeah. stuff always ends up on the cutting room floor, Joe. So it's <laughs> it, 
but you know what? You've you've been around for so long that they they have to talk to you. I mean, they they've got a you're like uh, you've got every story about everybody, right? Whether they want to or not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so great. Yeah, uh, Tito and maybe Hoinsey on uh, on the documentary on April 23rd. That's on Major League Baseball Network. Check your local listings for that. Uh, again, just a lot to look forward to here as as uh, opening day draws near. We're we're uh, a little more than 24 hours away from the uh, the first pitch. Can't wait to get to the ballpark. Uh, Hoinsey, what are you looking forward to the most? Yeah, I just I just love the home opener, Joe. You know, you get, you know, you can't even though you know you, they even though they played seven games, the season really doesn't begin until you know your your team plays at home in front of the hometown crowd, and you know they they feel that vibe. You know, they've been you know they've been like on the road for like what ten days, uh, and uh, you know then they've been in spring training for six, seven, eight weeks before that. So it's always. It's always like Christmas. It's always Christmas in April, Joe. So you know, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it seems like Hoinsey's been on the road for you know six weeks himself. So we uh, we can't wait wait to get you back here, get you back in the press box. Uh, looking forward to it, and we'll uh, we'll check in again uh, after the home opener with our uh, our uh, Friday edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast uh, tomorrow. Hoinsey, we'll talk to you then. Okay, buddy. <laughs>